Welcome to another episode of Making Magic with your host, Bradley Morris from Magic Media. This is the go-to show for purpose-driven creators to get inspired with innovative new ideas to produce your educational content, build thriving online communities, and turn your message into a movement. And here we go. And I see that you have already added a, a comment in the chat. How quick, quick are you? I, I did that this morning. I got up to just like do some more slides and add some more cartoon figures. So yeah, I'm, I'm in it. Nice. And then um, I see that there's eight people who have joined us already. Um, and we have a little question for you to share in the chat as we are just waiting for everybody to jump, jump on the link. Um, how many hours per week do you think you spend on social media? And I'm, well, Brad, I'm, I'm not sure if we even should ask you that question based on the title <laughs> and the content of this, this session. Um, but I'm thinking about how much time do I spend on social media? Um, I've reduced a lot of my time on certain platforms and increased it on others that I feel like is yeah. definitely must be like three hours or more. Three hours least. or more a week. And I mean, uh, no, per you know, day, the social... per day, per so day. That's... Okay. So per day, so, which... so that's, that's a lot more per week. That's, that's pretty normal. I mean, I was definitely three hours a day when I was doing social media, like without a doubt, making content, posting, messaging, um, scrolling the wall mindlessly when I'm bored, like all, all the things. So yeah, I, I think that's pretty, pretty normal. Yeah. Actually, let's talk about this before anybody posts their, their hours. Um, what do you, what would you say includes being on social media? Because you just men mentioned messaging as well, because I feel like messaging and scrolling are like two different things. Yeah. So I, I would say social media is any time spent on the platform. So anytime on, whether it's Facebook or TikTok, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, I personally for myself and everybody can have their own definition, but I don't count YouTube as social media. It's for me, it's less of a community thing. It's more of like my space where I go for educational content or mm -hmm. entertainment. If I'm like learning new magic tricks with my son and stuff. Um, but for the social media stuff, I mean, it's, it's the time you take to make content. So writing, producing, posting, scheduling, it's messaging people, it's following up, it's commenting, it's responding to comments. It's the time you spend just like scrolling the wall or searching for new partners. Um, anything like that, I would include in the, that's social media time. Then it, the number, de number definitely needs to go up on my end. Um, <laughs> I'm seeing uh, a few people on LinkedIn which is actually funny that we're streaming on LinkedIn talking about social media, but I see one person saying, Said is saying too many and Sarika is saying six to hours, six to eight hours a week, which yeah. is a lot less than that. What I put. And I've done this workshop for, uh, 3000 people over the last, uh, year or so. And I would say the average is 10 to 20 hours for most people per week. So that's, that's kind of the average that I see. I mean, some people are like, I do five hours a week. I had one person, which was the record. And she says she does about 60 hours a week on social media. And that's not even her gig. So she has her like wow. her work mm -hmm. and then she has her social media. And we'll get into, you know, some of the, the figures around like making money on social media and what that looks like and, and hours invested. Are we getting a good return on our investment? 
Yeah, yeah. I am very, very excited to dig into that conversation. And I think we'll uh, actually introduce who you are um, right now, because um, Bradley and me, I don't remember how many years ago it was, but there was a time when I had a video marketing agency and we were creating a online course, which originally was called How to Look Fucking Amazing on Camera. We later changed it to the powerful video formula. And in the research process, I think I, um, I looked who is doing some interesting things around creating online courses. And um, I think it was called something like how to create binge worthy online courses that you had created. Yeah. I joined the art of binge worthy courses, the yeah. art of binge worthy courses. I joined, I think a webinar. And the only thing I remember is I think I was traveling in a spaceship. Yeah, Maybe. we built a whole spaceship. It was like a Star Wars theme journey of like learning, uh, traveling to the new world of online course creation. It was, n I've never seen anything like this. And immediately was like, wow, this is, this is amazing. I need to connect with those, the people behind it. And I think you might've seen me sign up for your email list and then sent me a private message or an email back. That's right. And, yes. um, like it just left such a big impression on me, uh, signing up for something where you think you're like just an anonymous number and then getting a, a message from the founder back, um, that we, we stayed in touch. Our video course ended up on your, your platform, on your, uh, in your membership. And, um, yeah, I'm really glad that we stayed in touch. Same. I mean, we've had lots of in-person visits and it's, uh, it's beautiful. I mean, I reached out to you because when I went to your video course, I was laughing my ass off watching your trailer. I was like, you guys are living the message we're trying to teach people around how do you create something that's engaging and transformational on the internet. And it's, it's such an important piece of, of the work that we're all here to do in the world. Because if you can't engage people, if you can't keep them inspired, then they're not going to get the results they signed up for. And you exactly. Doing so are doing it still. Yes, and we're we're still both creating in that sa same realm, and yeah. um, you've been a creator, like full time creating and running your own business for over twenty years. I think it's by, coming for, up on the twentieth year next year. Yeah, yeah, which is really impressive. I think I'm coming up on uh, it's like fifteen or so years. Um, but the part that you have done is you've also coached other creators for over a decade and how they can um, leverage their life's work and do their greatest, most creative work online. I really love how you, you phrase that because I think a lot of creators, they, they love to create, but running a yeah. business and making money from it, that's like a whole other, um, other side to it. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about our conversation today about social media, about growing a business. And um, I hinted at this a little bit in the beginning. I realized in the last year, uh, I actually came across this term and I'm sure you've heard about it. The, um, uh, what, what, what was it called? The uh, revenge bedtime procrastination. Have you heard of this? No, I haven't. It sounds great. <laughs> so uh, the idea is that because throughout your day, you don't have enough time to do the things that you actually want to do. Um, mostly 
I think when you're a parent, a lot of time feels like it's taking away from things you could be doing for yourself because you have yeah. certain things you have to take care of. Um, and when the kids go to sleep, you're exhausted. Um, true. But the thing Very that true. you do is you get on social media and you just start scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And you may, might even binge watch shows on Netflix. And even though you're really tired, you keep watching, you keep doing this because you want to have revenge on the time that you've lost throughout the day, but you're actually hurting yourself by going to bed really late and then feel, feeling really tired the next morning. And then that cycle just continues. Yeah. And um, I've noticed that I was doing that a little bit. And the two platforms I was doing it on was TikTok and Facebook. Mm. So I'm like, okay, these, these apps have to go. I have to delete them off my phone. Um, TikTok was only there because I wanted to research what people are doing on there to figure out if that's a platform I should invest creating content on. But then dangerous research, dangerous six months research. later, <laughs> I'm like, I've created a handful of videos and I'm still just like looking for something interesting, not finding it and wasting hours and hours of time. So yes. that's a little bit of my story. I've scaled back a bit, but not completely. I would love to hear you tell a bit of your story of how you got off social media and how that all happened. All right, let's, uh, let's dive into the journey. I have this uh, presentation, so I will, I'll share my screen and um, everybody get pen and paper ready to go because uh, I'm gonna share my story of leaving social media and what it felt like to be erased from the world and the 10 strategies that I've implemented in Magic Media to grow my business year after year since leaving social media seven years ago. So you're probably going to want to take some notes here. And uh, if you, you do have questions, feel free to put them into the chat and I'll, I'll pause every once in a while if there's any intriguing question that is coming up. Perfect. And uh, can you see my, my screen, right. the notes here? Um, they will be now. We can see your screen. Right. Perfect. So the intention here is to uh, inspire you through my own journey of how you can actually thrive in business and life without social media. Um, so my first question, I always like to start with this question, which is why do you want to escape from social media? For myself personally, uh, three years before I left, I started a group called Escape Social Media because I really felt how much of a detriment it was. I felt like it was draining me. Uh, because there was this constant demand on the never-ending uh, never ending creating that you had to do on these social media platforms, like putting my best work out, putting my best work out, putting my best work out day in and day out. And so for me, I started this group. It was, it was slowly growing. I mean, who knows? It might still be on Facebook. I have no idea. But um, it was just really clear for me that it wasn't a healthy relationship. I was, I was watching, you know, seven years ago, how divisive it was, let alone, you know, what we're living through now. And, and over the last several years, um, how divisive it is, how triggering it is. Um, you know, the algorithms are a beast on these, these machines to hold people's attention. And it's not holding their attention and feeding them things that are feeding their minds and consciousness and helping to uplift their lives. It's, it's like whatever it takes to keep them on the platform, whether it's fear mongering or something else or cat videos. Um, so if you see any, anybody chatting in the, the comments there, just let me know. Cause I can't see it right now. 
but you know, why do you wish to escape from social media? So Jan, if, what's for yourself, like what are some of your motivations on why you would want to uh, leave social media or, you know, scale back your social media usage and much? I think it really is the idea of wasting time without yeah. getting something in return. Like there's yeah. there, like, I love to learn and yeah. I actually have to say that TikTok has been a great place to learn things, but if one video is something useful and then the next 30 are not, then yeah. it's a question of, can I just find that information from that one video, like dedicated looking for that answer rather than, yeah, just being there. You're just stumbling across it 30 videos later. It's like, oh, there's something useful. Great. What was the rest of that stuff I just spent 45 minutes watching? Nothing. Right. You know, it's like the idea of if you want to learn something, chances are you're going to come to a moment where you're like, huh, I don't know how to do that. I'm going to go search for the answer and then I'm going to learn that skill and move on. Whereas mm -hmm. a lot of people are just like mindlessly scrolling without an intention in mind. So that was, yeah. that was a great answer. Is like, the amount of time you invest in it and the lack of return on that investment you're getting back. And that, that return on investment is getting worse and worse and worse the way that these social platforms work, that if you want to get that return on investment, you've got you to spend money, lots of money. Um, so for myself, why I left is uh, I was my, my final day, the last straw, my son was just born seven years ago. I'm sitting up on a mountain by myself. I'm having this beautiful experience watching the sun, sunset. And while I was having the experience, in my brain, I started to write the post I would put on Facebook later on to describe the moment I was in. And in doing so, I left the present moment. I was no longer in it. And that was the moment where I realized my brain had been hacked. My thoughts were no longer my thoughts anymore. My experiences were no longer my experiences anymore. They were the machine, the social media machines experiences, because every time I post, I'm helping them to make money. It was no longer mine. It was no longer my thoughts. And when I realized my brain was hacked and that this was not a good thing, uh, that was my last straw. Next morning, I made my final post saying, peace out, I'm gone. Uh, you know, I, I reached out to some friends, gave them my contact details, made sure I had everybody's contact details I want to stay in touch with, and and I pieced out, which was uh, very, very interesting. But the reasons leading up to it of why I wanted to leave social media, uh, rather than connect us, it divides us now more than ever. Rather than being inspired, we feel anxious when we're on these platforms, and they make us feel anxious. Rather than building friendships, we get followers, which if you really think about that, it's a very, very strange psychological thing that we do here on social media. Rather than creating more connection, we have more loneliness than ever before. And I felt lonely. You know, I, I was third year on living in a new island, uh, being married, having this new life, and I still wasn't making the communal connections on the island we we're living on in our local community. And, and I did feel really lonely at the time. Uh, rather than feeling safe to share thoughts, we censor them. And nowadays, they're censored for us. And rather than being free, we become addicted to our devices. And so these were the, these were the things that really weighed on my heart and my mind and why I wanted to escape the social media matrix. So leaving was interesting. I took, I literally, like, I had a new baby. I 
we started a new company. That was when we met. That was when we launched the Grady Course Adventure, which was this epic, amazing Indiana Jones meets Saturday Night Live course that around building your online courses. It was a business course filled with comedy and adventure. And, uh, and social media was how I was marketing at the time. That was my main form of marketing. That was how we were getting customers and clients and connecting with people. And so I left, I deleted my accounts and it honestly felt like I was erased. And I think this is why most people don't leave is the FOMO fear of missing out. And it was really, uh, sobering to realize, uh, it wasn't like my friends were calling me, texting me, checking in. Do you want to hang out? Hey, there's a party this weekend. All that stuff was happening on social media. And I left that and my phone was silent. And so what I came to realize is I needed to be the village builder. I needed to be the one who was reaching out to people, picking up the phone and calling, checking in with friends, catching up, setting up dates, hanging out, all these things, which was uh, really fascinating because I just came to realize how wrapped up and enmeshed into social media our society had become by taking a step away from it. And so since then, I mean, my wife and I have built village around us. I, I started five years ago, a men's club on my island called Man Ventures. Every Tuesday night we get together, whatever guys show up, decide what we do the following week. And we've had some phenomenal adventures, annual retreats, camping, playfulness. My Magic Kids uh, publishing company, was inspired at Man Ventures because one night 12 guys got together, mostly dads, and we all wrote children's books. And the book that I wrote that night, um, that or the story, we all wrote stories. And the one that I wrote that night was, was the first story that we published at Magic Kids. And so it's just inspired this sense of village. We do work parties for each other. One of our, our guys, um, their house burnt down a few weeks ago. And so we're going to do a barn raising weekend. And we're going to help them build a space where they can live for the winter over the course of a weekend, we'll get 15 guys out and we'll, we'll help them build a new home. And I've really learned like, what is real community about? What is a real village? What does it take to live in, in community? How can we show up fully in the real world for each other? And it took me leaving social media to realize what I was missing. And the loneliness thing is not an issue anymore because we've worked hard to build a village around my son and his friends and his schooling, as well as around myself and, and my wife and her friendships. So it was scary, but worth it. What I've come to realize being an outsider now is that the world doesn't need more social media. We don't need more platforms. What we need is more social connection. We need all the people to get together and to collaborate and, and, be inspired by one another in the real world. So this is just a question for everybody out there. Uh, something to reflect on is what's your honest return on investment? Write down these numbers right now. How much time do you spend on social media per week? How much time per month? You know, if you're doing 20 hours a week on social media, posting, um, making posts, responding to posts, responding to messages, scrolling the wall mindlessly, all those pieces, you know, let's just say you're 15, 20 hours, that, that could be 60 to 80 hours per month. 80 hours per month is a lot of hours. That's 
960 hours per year. How much money does that make you? A lot of time I ask this question, people are like, well, I don't think I make any money from my social media time. So imagine you're spending 15, 20 hours a week, not getting any return on investment. It's not a very good marketing strategy. And then the other thing is like, how much fulfillment do you get? I can tell you, I get plenty of fulfillment through the different things that I do. And, and social media is just not in the equation anymore. So if anybody answers, feel free to, to interrupt me at any point here. But um, this is the important question because you have to imagine a different reality before you can step into it. You need to use your imagination. And so what would you do? Let's just say you are putting 15 hours, 60 hours a week, a month into it. What would you do with all the extra time if you could leave social media? And feel free to answer in the chat. I, I, this is the important stuff. Uh, not just what you would do with the extra time for your business, what would you do with the extra time for yourself? Whether it's getting into the garden or reading more, spending more time with your kids or your partner or going on more adventures. This is a really important question because when you start to realize how much time is slipping away through your fingers, you know, maybe you're going to pick up an instrument and start playing guitar with those extra several hours a day. Or maybe you're going to start making comedy videos instead. Like there's so many things that we can do with that time. And it's until we imagine it, it's really hard to step into that new reality and have the courage to leave behind what no longer serves. There, I got my guitar. Um, which See? Is, which is not in tune because I have not played this in a while, yet is standing behind me. Um, I just saw one person posting uh, 10 hours they spent posting $0 in return. That is the normal story. So don't worry. Don't judge yourself. Like I, I've done this for this workshop for about 3,000 people in the last year. And I would say more than 90% of people are spending 10 to 20 hours a week with very, very little, if any, return on that investment. Like so many people say they don't make money from their social media time. So many. Like mm -hmm. the vast majority of people doing social media, like entrepreneurs and creators, don't make money from their social media time. When yeah. you think about that and you think about collectively the tens of thousands of hours per year that are being poured into social media, um, this is literally like taking back a bunch of your own freedom, your freedom to create, your freedom to express, your freedom to to do the things that you're putting off because you're entrenched in these systems that may not necessarily serve. And yeah, imagine how good you will get at the guitar if you took <laughs> those three hours and you play guitar. I mean, that's a lot of guitar time every day, but holy cow, you'd be a rock star in no time. Right. Um, I see a few messages in the chat playing more table tennis, shaking a leg with more dancing, uh, reading a random book a week. So there's a few few things in here that people would do with that extra time. There's so much to do. And I would say, write those things down and, uh, and really consider this. For me, seven years later, um, I have more time for relaxation, making music. I, my work days went from nine hours to six hours a day, more time for adventures. Uh, my company has grown year after year since leaving social media. I play golf six days a week and I compete in professional tournaments once a month, exercising, more family time, 
every afternoon I'm with my son from three, four o'clock until after bedtime, we hang out. Um, it's just like, I took a lot back when I left. So how do you do it? How do you thrive in business without social media? How do you succeed if you step away from these platforms where everybody is? Number one, relationships. This was what I had to re relearn is what does it mean to be in relationship with other people? Um, this was a this was an interesting journey. Uh, every year, New Year's, I pick a word to help themify my my year ahead. And the two years after leaving social media, I chose the same word: relationships. That was my mantra. That was my focus. It was picking up the phone. It was reaching out. It was connecting. It was trying to see how I could add value to other people's businesses. It was collaborations. I mean, we're going to get into this. There's, there's 10 really specific marketing strategies that I implemented after leaving social media that every single one of you could literally pivot your entire marketing strategy today and never go back to social media and you'll be just fine. So let's get into that. The first one, chances are you all do this. Email marketing. Double down on your email marketing. This is your direct link of communication with your people. Grow your email list and then be devoted to your email list. I email my list one to two times every single week, trying to inspire them. I send them my podcasts, my videos, articles, resources, templates, invitations to cool things that I'm checking out. I tell them my story of like what it's like to grow two companies, Magic Media and Magic Kids share with them the lessons that they're that I'm learning through the growth of my business or the lessons that are learned through the growth of our clients and, and the people that I coach as businesses. And the email marketing, so many people grow their email list and then they go cold for three, four, five, six months, 12 months, and they rarely ever email their people until they have something to sell. And I would just say like your email list is a, it's a real relationship with real people the more you can consistently provide value and love to those people, the more they're going to trust and open those emails and be inspired by the work that you're doing. So your email marketing strategy is really, really important. Number two. Can, can I just say something yeah. real quick about email Please. marketing? Because to me, yeah. that is the, the one thing that I would say had the biggest return on, on invest, investment for me. Um, yeah. Focusing on building my email list. And I actually started from scratch and built a new list just a couple months ago for the book that I'm writing. And I'm just at 650 people right now. But I said I will be writing one email every Monday. And I block like two hours in my calendar where I write and then the email has to go out at the end of that time. And this is the first thing that I've done that I am actually consistent with for um, very bad at math, but it feels like it's getting close to a, a half a year of doing this. It's never been the case with like social media posts or creating videos, but email felt like small enough that I can sit down and send something out. Even when I was on vacation or uh, when I have like a full book day, I was able to find something that is worth sharing. And um, the emails are the, th like if you have people's emails, you don't, kind of lose them if the social media platform decides to change who's actually going to see what you post. Um, so yeah, I highly support this, this, uh, this strategy. Yeah. And you have a great newsletter. I mean, it's, it's a fantastic newsletter. And, and the thing is, is like, 
Um, it's important to be authentic to your own expression, to your own, finding your own voice through your email, because that's going to build resonance and trust. Um, mm -hmm. You know, don't don't let ChatGPT write everything that you send out because you're going to sound like a robot. You have to find your own writing voice and your own way of communicating with people. And uh, as you do, that builds trust, it builds connection, so that the day that you do share that you have a program coming up or something that you're gonna sell, people are like, man, you've provided so much value. And then the law of reciprocity comes back around and they sign up for your programs. Yeah, uh, there's a question in here, but I will save it until a little bit later. I would love to hear the other reasons because maybe you'll actually answer this question in there. Great, I, we might. Okay, let's go to number two. Craft a signature workshop. This has been, so what you're in right now, this business without social media, this is my signature workshop that I designed over a year ago. I've been touring this signature workshop from virtual stage to virtual stage. I've done 10 of these this year. My email list has grown by over 3000 people. So a lot of people talk about doing podcast tours, but think about it. We all listen to podcasts. And when we listen to a podcast, we might get inspired by a guest. But rarely do we go to that guest's website, sign up for their email list and buy something. Whereas a signature workshop, when you create, this is, I call it like the gateway drug experience to your life's work. This is the introduction. So for a lot of you, may, you may have never heard of Bradley Morris or Magic Media or anything that I do or anything about who I am. But this is a firsthand experience to understand my philosophy around entrepreneurship and business. And then at the end of your signature workshop, you have a call to adventure. So the signature workshop is about you sharing your story about who you are and the journey you've been on, the philosophy that you've cultivated around your life's work, and to give people their first breakthrough experience and then to call them to adventure, whether the call to adventure is whatever the next step is. It could be a subscription, a 30-day challenge, a course, mentorship, coaching, etc. There's a lot of different directions you can take people after. But then you take the same signature workshop and you tour it. So imagine you do 50 signature workshops in a year, I guarantee your email list is going to grow by thousands and thousands of people and you do not need social media. Speaking of which, I have, I'll get into this later, but I have a training coming up September 14th till November 9th called Craft and Tour Your Signature Workshop, which uh, I can share more about later. But just planting that seed, your signature workshop is how you can find new audiences, provide value, transformation. It's so much more fulfilling. I mean, just on the podcasting side of things, I was uh, interviewed on $100 MBA. It's a big podcast earlier this year. And then I taught my signature workshop. I did the podcast first. We had over 150,000 people listen to the podcast in the first seven days. My email list grew by about, I think it was about 20 people. I did the signature workshop training. 400 people came live. My email list grew by 400 people versus 20 people on a podcast that was listened to by, uh, you know, 150,000 people in a week. It's, it's probably way over that now. I haven't checked in a long time, but it, it's just such a more effective strategy. This is the next one. Nobody talks about this in our industry. I, I've never heard of anybody else talking about this. So between 2009 and 2012, I taught 500 meditation workshops. I did retreats around the world. And then I was ready to retire from that gig. And I produced a world-class audio meditation library. We now have 48 tracks, each with custom composed music. And then I started to license those meditations to a bunch of different apps that have 
reached millions of meditators around the world, generated hundreds of thousands of dollars of pure passive income and have never needed to build an audience for my meditation work. I still make money year after year, monthly, quarterly, annually licensing fees from all these different apps. And so if you have a content library, an audio library, a course library, you can start to think about apps, companies, institutions, etc., that might be looking for the exact kind of content that you've produced, and then you can approach them and license what you've made non-exclusively. There's a lot more information about like what that entails, but that's kind of the premise. And all of these different apps and different institutions, I mean, they're looking for world-class content from creators just like you, and they will pay you to do it, and they will go build the audience for you. It's a beautiful exchange. This is, as I said, this has generated hundreds of thousands of dollars of pure passive income. And that's why most entrepreneurs are entrepreneurs is they want the passive income so you can do more of your creative work and live, have more freedom in your life. So this is something that is, most people don't even think about it. It's been one of the simplest marketing strategies I've ever implemented. Um, I actually, for those of you that teach audio stuff, I have a course that's included in my Magic Mind community called The Business of Meditation. And one of the monthly modules is around licensing. So it's all my outreach emails. It's over a hundred different apps that you can get licensed by. Um, so you can check that out on my Magic Media website. But licensing, it's a beautiful, amazing opportunity. Um, I, I don't know if yeah. you just saw this, uh, this great little um, comment that came in from Fernando that says, awesome story. Please keep sharing it. Just wanted to send you some, some high fives that are coming in, in the chat. Um, thank you. And we'll thank continue you. with the next, uh, with the next one. Next one guest appearances. I mean, a lot of you are already doing it. So if you are doing podcasts, I highly recommend you create your signature workshop, let the podcast interview promote the signature workshop, that the host, will host you for, the host of the podcast will host you for a follow-up signature workshop, and then the signature workshop will help sell your programs. Podcasts are a great way to sell the free thing that then sells the paid thing. Uh, I used to do tons and tons of guest blogging. I, I've been published by, uh, I don't know, I mean, I've definitely had hundreds of guest posts through guest blogs, guests on YouTube. I mean, right now we're streaming YouTube Live right now uh, for this, this experience. So you can also be a guest in your local yoga studios, your local wellness centers, local businesses. Next week, I'm heading to Victoria to teach this exact workshop to a group of entrepreneurs in person. So guest appearances are a beautiful way to, to connect with other audiences as well. And it's free and it's fun. Next, profit sharing. So we're building this company. Any of you parents and grandparents out there, check out magickids.com, M-A-J-I-K kids.com. So we're building like the Spotify for kids, really epic audio stories of voice actors and musicians to score the music and sound effects. We've got uh, 18 books published. We have over a thousand kids songs licensed by musicians around the world, kids meditation library, curriculum with every story we release. This has been a massive collaboration with, uh, over 200 artists now. We launched the app in October um, and we're the first pa fair pay publishing company. So 50% of our revenue goes into an artist pool. The artists are paid based on how many subscribers or sales we have and how much engagement their particular content has. This is how a lot of the meditation apps I'm licensed on work as well. So that's a profit sharing model. We're building an army of 
hundreds of probably eventually thousands of artists who are in it to win it with us. Those artists become ambassadors for the brand and those artists also share their greatest work with the audience that we're going to build. There's a lot of ways to do profit sharing relationships. Um, I also, you know, it's, I, I'm building an amazing team at Magic Media because we are a creative agency. And so when we take on a project, my team gets a share of the reward from the revenue we generate together. So it's, it's a really, really amazing way that you can leverage other people's work by building a platform that allows other people to step in and be rewarded for their efforts and their talent. Next is collaboration. So this is slightly different, but in the same way. I mean, I never would have gotten to where I am with Magic Media had it not been for collaborations. I've worked with some brilliant creators over the years, techies, designers, um, videographers, audio creators, musicians, etc. And these have all been creative collaborations. I couldn't afford to pay them the wage that they were asking. And so instead, we collaborated and everybody became shareholders in, in the success of what we were doing. Um, the other piece that we have, leaving social media caused me to shift the way that I do client work. So when Magic Media takes on a big project, for example, we're we're working on one, we're building a mighty network for an online teacher training school, and we're creating a new app for, uh, for kind of more like the audience growth machine uh, for this, for a fertility worker in the UK. And the whole premise here is they pay, instead of paying us hundreds of thousands of dollars upfront uh, with no guarantee, they pay us a monthly retainer to get the job done, to do the strategy, the build, the, all the creative work that we do. And then we get a percentage of all the teacher trainings. We get a percentage of the revenue from the app sales and we become business partners for three years. And this is how what I've been doing for four years, instead of doing client work where we get hired to do something, we give a quote, we do the work and then it's done, which used to drain me so much because I'm an entrepreneur. I want to be rewarded for the efforts um, we become shareholders in the success of this project and we all collaborate. And it's kind of like when you bring a group together that are all in their magic, what you create is so much more magical. Um, so think of ways, you know, if you don't have the budget to hire a videographer, if you don't have the budget to hire an audio engineer to make your audio stuff world-class, if you don't have the budget to hire a designer, etc., how can you find creative collaborative ways where if they invest a bit of their time up front and their incredible talent to help satisfy and fulfill this vision that you have, that they could be rewarded on the other side, whether it's, you know, 20% share in the project that you're doing or the, the course that you're, you're producing or whatever it might be. There's so many ways you just have to be creative and, and be able to communicate what your vision is, what you're building and what the potential outcomes are if you all work together for this common cause. And it's a beautiful thing. I have so many incredible collaborators in my life that I'm so grateful for because they make me look good. <laughs> if I was doing everything by myself, I wouldn't be nearly as close to where I am right now with my businesses and, and everything that I'm doing. So think of ways that you can reach out to friends and people that are talented in your area. A lot of artists who are extremely talented go take corporate jobs that suck their soul. And if you can give them some purpose and some potential passive income down the road, there's a good chance they'll say yes to, to collaborating with you. 
Next, affiliate marketing. I mean, this is this is pretty simple stuff. Uh, I do affiliate marketing, and uh, it's a great way to collaborate with other people. So you know, they promote your stuff, and and they get a percentage. So you know, percentage might be ten percent, it might be fifty percent, depending on what you're you're selling, and that just kind of replaces paid ads instead of you know doing a paid ad to cold traffic you're you're paying them a percentage for promoting what it is that you're selling but a referral from somebody who is trusted by their audience goes a lot farther than cold traffic from facebook next is sponsorships so this is something magic kids is doing um, is finding aligned sponsorships and then and then finding ways to add value to those sponsors so that everybody walks away a winner I mean, you, you, there's so many ways if you have an upcoming workshop, maybe the, the tech platform that you use, you could ask them to sponsor it. Um, if you're doing live events, you can ask for sponsors in your local, your local space. You could also find, uh, this is something one of our clients does, uh, is she goes into schools and does these amazing programs. She's built a, a really successful training business for youth. And uh, she gets corporate, corporate sponsors to sponsor her programs in school. So she'll go from school to school and sell these multi-thousand dollar programs in schools and, and the local grocery store or local business will sponsor these events so that schools can get these experiences for free. Uh, next up is uh, YouTube Shorts. I don't consider YouTube to be social media. I'm definitely not social on it whatsoever. I go for if I want to learn a skill, I want to figure out something about tech. Uh, this is It's a totally different thing uh, for me anyways, and you can define social media as you wish. Uh, but YouTube Shorts is great. YouTube is trying to keep up with TikTok, so they're highly rewarding uh, shorts. So you can take advantage of that and come up with creative ways to, to make video content over there. Uh, speaking of which, so Magic Kids, we are role, we're working with one of the biggest comedy commercial companies in the world called the Harmon Brothers. Uh, if you've seen their commercials, the Squatty Potty with the unicorn that uh, poops out rainbows for their poop stool, uh, poo pourri with a spray that you put in the toilet so that your poo doesn't stink. Uh, they, they do amazing and hilarious commercials. So we've been working with them and their comedy team. Uh, so far we've produced 26 commercials. We'll have about 40 by the time the magic kids app goes live. And, uh, I just want to share a sample of one of these commercials and then I'll tell you the strategy behind that, uh, because it's, it's a little bit different. So do you have that video that you could uh, press play on? Yeah, let's roll it. All right, roll it. Hurry! Hurry! I'm stuck. Go on without me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Screen zombies. Hey, welcome to Magic Kids. This week's story is called The Other Side. Yay! Magic Kids, audio stories, music, and imagination meditations. And fun activities, too! If you're tired of battling screen zombies with your family, download the Magic Kids app today. This is awesome. 
So this has been, I mean, some of the most fun. I'm, I'm really into comedy. Um, so we've written and produced a bunch with a team of professional comedians. Now, this goes against my strategy because we are posting our comedy commercials on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube Shorts. And uh, however, you know, we're going to be putting $175,000 of advertising money into our comedy campaign, 30 comedy ads in 30 days with about $500 per day backing those ads. And then our top ads will be pouring a lot more money into to get those to go viral to send traffic to the app so we can blow up our subscription base right out of the the gate though that would be the case that i would say yeah do social media if you've got a whole bunch of money that you can invest into strategic campaigns that have been proven to work i mean the harmer brothers team they've had oh I think about 2 billion views on their comedy commercials they've generated about a billion dollars in um, revenue through their ads, which is why we're working with them. They're hilarious. They're fun. They know what they're doing. They know how to, to create comedy that converts. And so that would be one of the, the suggestions of like, if you're doing social media, then do it in a way that can really get you the return on investment. And side note, I'm not the guy that's going to be posting on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube shorts. I won't be doing that, but I do love the process of creating comedy that can go viral. Actually, if we can pause here, because there's one one question that is coming yeah. up from LinkedIn. Um, just going to put it on the screen here for for a moment and cover yeah. us for uh, while we read this, because there seems to be a little bit of a vicious cycle. If you want to use social media to promote your signature workshop or your um, event or even your email list, wouldn't that be not aligned nope. with with what you're talking about. You do about. not need social media. So what you're going to do, the strategy that we're teaching in my signature workshop training is you design the signature workshop. You create a landing page for your signature workshop and a press kit. You reach out to other audiences. So say for example, you have a signature workshop. You reach out to Magic Media and say, "Hey, I've got this signature workshop that provides these particular transformational benefits." would you host this for your audience to receive? It's free of charge. I tour it. Here's where I've toured it. This is you know, what it's all about. I think it would be aligned with your audience. I say, yes, please. I would love to do that. You have a whole um, a resource section where they can get the pre-written emails, the pre-written social media copy. They agree to to promote the signature workshop twice ahead of time. They send out the recording afterwards. All of a sudden, they're doing the heavy lifting of promoting it to their audience. So similar to what we're doing here today, like that's that's how I reached out to you. And mm -hmm. I was like, hey, I got the signature workshop. It's It's been really well received. I think your audience would align with it. What do you think? And, and now here we are and you're sharing it. And, and all of you out there that are watching this who may not have ever heard of my work or magic media are now getting introduced to what I'm doing. And so uh, I'm not, I never promoted on social media. Maybe the host will promote it on social media, but a lot of it mm -hmm. is just through email list um, outreach. So, right. you know, you don't need to uh, promote it via social media. And then I offer this same workshop once per month to my own list. So it's it's a part of my opt-in when people want to join my email list, they get access to the once a month workshop that I do. So it's a great way to support new people. It's a great way for people that couldn't join next mo last month could come this month. 
Um, and so it's just this ongoing thing. But my goal at the beginning of the year was to do 10 of these. I've got a bunch that I'm now booked for the fall because we've just gone on a big outreach uh, sprint. And, you know, it'll be, it'll be a lot more than that. And, you know, in 10 hours of workshop time, my email list has grown by over 3,000 people. Imagine growing your email list by 3,000 people with 10 hours on social media. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I have so many more questions I would like to ask you about uh, how to get the right people for the signature workshop and kind of how you put it together. But I know that you have a training on that coming up. Um, yes. But I'm also looking at the time. We have about another like 12 minutes. Was there anything okay. else in your list that we should wrap yes. up with? Let me, let's do that let me first. Rip, I'll rip through in two minutes. So this is going to go really fast. And um, I'm going to also mention if anybody has questions to put them into the comments, uh, either on YouTube or LinkedIn, wherever you're watching right now, so we can make sure to, to get to those. Great. So here's, uh, here's eight more strategies on top of the 10 we've already covered. You, Send you out press to, releases. You need to share your screen again. Oh, if am I not you sharing are, anymore? Oh, great. Because I Thanks. think when we played the video, that disappeared. Okay, you can see me? Perfect. Okay, uh, so. Send out press releases when you're launching something new to your, your local community news outlets, sell in retail stores if you actually have physical products, uh, go to markets and trade shows to get your work out there. Generosity marketing, we've given away hundreds of books to spread the word about Magic Kids, uh, do comedy videos because it's really fun and it's a great way if you can make people laugh, they're way more likely to, to buy what you're selling. Uh, go on a workshop tour. So I used to go, when I was doing meditations, I would choose a city, I would find five to seven uh, yoga studios. I would go teach a two-hour workshop that I'd sell for twenty to thirty dollars, and then at the end of the week, after doing each of these two-hour sessions, I do a day-long um, thing. So if you chose, you know, the the three closest cities, you could book yourself for three weeks of touring to all these different yoga studios. They help you promote it. They fill up the spots. They hang up posters, and then you show up. You do your thing, and usually it's like a seventy-thirty split. Um, Audience contests for audience growth, so doing a contest, uh, and then find local partners. So many people are trying to go global, and yet your local community has tons of people that would love to work with you. They just don't know that you do what you do because you're hiding behind a screen. So get out into your local community and collaborate with local businesses and studios and spaces. Uh, this is the magic formula. How much, how much money do you make from social media? Let's just say you make $1,000 a month. But let's say you spend uh, 20 hours a week on social media. So that's $80, uh, $80 or sorry, uh, that's 80 hours per month. That means you're making like $12.50 per hour you're on social media. If you're not making at least $100 for every hour spent on social media, at, at the bare minimum, uh, you shouldn't be on social media. So you should choose some of these other strategies that I've shared today. So do that math. How much money are you making? How many hours are you spending? What's that number? Is it worth your time? Is it worth your energy? Is it worth all the creative juices you're pouring into the endless wall? How can social media work? Have a clear strategy, a publishing schedule, be disciplined, hire a team, and make your work art so it stands out so you're not wasting your time. And we use Mighty Networks. Uh, Mighty Networks is amazing because you can build your own social media community. 
You can have courses, communities, live streaming. You can have your own blog. There's so many ways to monetize it. There's so many ways that you can use the space feature inside of Mighty Networks. It's a beautiful, beautiful platform, uh, and it just keeps getting better. Give yourself a gift. Reevaluate your marketing strategy. Decide if it works for you and your business. Spend a day making a new plan. Leave social media if you must, and protect your time and consciousness. It's so important, especially these days. I mean, it feels like there's a there's a war on our consciousness, and uh, the algorithm wants us to stay fearful and anxious. And it's really important that we take our power back. The end and the beginning. <laughs> Nice. Um, thank you so much for sharing these ideas. I even wrote down a couple of things as I just came back from um, visiting Toronto, where I used to live for 14 years, and was thinking, oh, I should be, I should be hosting something. Um, then did not feel like I wanted to do that on vacation and just hosted a, a meetup. But the idea of next time I go to prepare something like a workshop tour, um, yeah. that sounds super, super exciting. It's super fun. I mean, I'm going to Victoria next week to do just that. And it's, it's a great way to go meet new communities and uh, for people to discover what it is that you're doing. And it's, it's really easy. You know, the, usually the host will take care of all the logistics. Yeah. Um, I have one more question that came in. Um, let me throw that up on here. Um, how do you do personal branding and become credible without social media? Your credibility comes through relationships. It comes by providing consistent value. Consistency is the key. You know, be consistent with your email list. Be consistent with providing workshops for people. Be generous with people. When somebody emails you in and they ask you a question, say, hey, do you want to hop on a call for 20 minutes? You know, like try to be generous where you can and, and focus on relationships. You know, like we're... I think it was 2016 when we met, that's seven years ago, and we've stayed consistently in contact and we've hosted each other a bunch of times. We've hung out in person. Like this is a, a friendship and a relationship. And we're, you know, I would say we're allies in the work that we do, which is a, a beautiful thing. And, and relationships do take time to cultivate. Yeah. And I think that's the, talking about relationships, I feel like that's the one part where I might disagree a little bit with leaving social media because yeah. although I was totally happy deleting Facebook, the Facebook app for my phone, the Facebook Messenger app is something that I could not delete from my phone because I go there to connect with people. I go there to build yeah. and like deepen relationships with, with friends and sometimes even clients. I and definitely I don't suggest everybody goes and deletes their social media today. I would say mm -hmm. choose one of the two strategies. 100% if you're in the coaching space, creator space, making things and guiding people through educational experiences, you have to have a signature workshop. Like that is mm -hmm. that is the thing that everybody needs to have that is in this line of work because that is going to be one of the most effective ways that you can grow email lists and inspire new people to come join your wild and awesome adventure. And it's also the way to get people to step into whatever your paid offerings are. And I think with that in mind, I hope that anybody who's watching today at least gets a little bit more awareness when you realize that you're putting in all this time on social media, but you're not really getting a return on your investment, that there's other avenues out there and 
get inspired, rewind this video, look at some of the things that uh, that you shared, that Bradley shared, um, that I think would be super helpful. And um, if somebody wanted to create a signature workshop, you mentioned earlier, you do have a training coming up. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a bit of how that works, how people can find out more about that? Yes, I think you may have a link, and if you don't, I can put it in. Um, yeah, but I'll here, so this is happening from September 14th to November 9th. Uh, you're going to go through the process around your story, your philosophy, your first breakthrough experience and the call to adventure. Um, we're going to, you're going to get to try it out. There's a really amazing group of people who have joined so far. I, I feel so delighted. It's uh, the names that I'm seeing that are registering. Um, you're going to design your signature workshop. You're going to uh, you're going to take that signature workshop on tour. So I'm going to show you how to tour your signature workshop, just like I'm doing here. My email templates. We have landing page templates that you can use. Um, you'll be able to, you know, our spreadsheet templates for organizing yourself for your tour, all that sort of stuff. And and you're going to learn uh, in this this process. You're actually going to deliver your signature workshop to your audience for the first time ever during this thing. So everybody that joins will be delivering a signature workshop for their first time. Uh, and then you're going to take that on tour so you can grow your audience income and impact without social media. Um, by the time we get to November 9th, you will have sent out a bunch of outro or intro emails to people that could host you for your signature workshop so that you can take it on tour for the end of the year and into next year. Imagine doing 50 of these next year. It would completely transform your life and your business. It'd be so much more effective and useful with your time. Because every time I do this... I improve my slides. Like all these slides that I've done here that you've seen, I just, I had fun making them. That was just like an art project for me. Yeah. Um, and, and then it, what's included, so we have five two-hour lessons slash work parties where there'll be the lesson, the theme, the templates. You're going to have time to actually work on them in the sessions. Uh, you get the email and landing page templates. You get our efficient streamlined workflows of like, okay, you send the outro email or the intro email of asking somebody to host you. They say yes. Then what happens? We have like automated systems that will show you what to do next so that you can save so much time by just like sending them a thing that triggers a bunch of other things to happen that give them everything they need to host you. Uh, you're going to have time and dedicated space to focus on this. So you come out the other side with like a new asset for your whole business. You get feedback and coaching in the community and you'll actually deliver your workshop. That's it. Share this masterclass nice. on social media because <laughs> I can't. Well, this is actually one of the comments that just came in that I thought was kind of summarizing a bit of the strategy, which is um, you're leveraging other people's social media so you don't have to be on it. Right? Mostly so, email lists, so mostly and, mostly email lists that I'm leveraging. Yeah. Um, awesome. There's one more question. If you have time for one more. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, I think this speaks to the idea of if somebody's really just starting out, meaning they don't yeah. have an audience yet, uh, on social media or off. Uh, one person, Sumbella, was asking if you used social media in the beginning to build your audience that then you are able to kind of transport over to an email list. Um, it might be different compared to starting out from scratch and having to build that, that email list. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue against if you need to do social media, do a little bit of social media, but microdose it. Don't, don't go macro on it. 
choose the, these other strategies that I've shared are relationships based. They're they're just more. Um, the word I'm looking for is they're more predictable. When you get people to be in relationship with you and you're finding creative ways to lift each other up, uh, it's, it's very different than being on social media where everybody's fighting for each other's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like if you're going to do social media, then as I shared five strategies that can help make it work. Um, but choose two of the strategies I shared today and make those your main focuses and social media your third focus, not the other way around where you're putting the 10 to 20 hours into social media and you're only doing the other things like once a month for an hour. Do the other things. Three, if you did three hours a day on, on like building relationships, on setting up uh, tours for yourself to teach workshops and do your signature workshop and all that sort of stuff, you're going to get where you want to go so much faster. You're going to be so much more fulfilled because you're actually going to be regularly guiding people through transformational experiences, which what we're here to do. We feel better when we help people get results. It doesn't feel great when we make a post that we poured our heart and soul in and then we go to social media and there's two likes and zero comments. And the two likes we get, one is from ourself and the other one is from like, you know, our parent or our friend or our spouse or something like that. That doesn't feel great. It's really deflating. But when you show up and you deliver an amazing experience for a group of people live and they're like, that was awesome. You walk away, you feel better, and you give people the opportunity to come on the journey with you wherever that journey goes. And, and that's something that we do in other workshops is like, what is the mountain you're helping people climb? Mm-hmm. Base camp, the, be- the bottom of the mountain, that's your signature workshop. The top of the mountain, that's the end transformation that you're leading people to if they work with you for, say, a year or two years and they come on this amazing journey with you through all the different experiences that you have to offer. I from the beginning that we met, I loved your your visuals of like the climbing a mountain, and you have to first pack your bag and decide what's what's going to be in it. Um, I think yeah. you'll love when when you when you read my book because in there I talk a lot about building a campfire and yeah. what are kind of the things that you need to build a fire. So, uh, yeah, I think we I love we, that we speak the same language, and I really want to thank you for your time and sharing this and inspiring me to take action a couple things that are not on social media like playing the guitar like maybe playing the first of all tuning the guitar as <laughs> it was really out of tune um, and then yeah. yes playing the guitar a little bit more beautiful well thanks for hosting the conversation i really appreciate it and i mean everybody feel free to reach out to me if you have questions or or comments feedback anything like that and hopefully see some of you in the signature workshop training coming up in september Really important, very last question, because you're not on social media. What's the best place to reach you uh, if they're not joining the signature workshop? If they're finding this video and they're like, Brad seems really awesome. I want to find out more what he does. Where should they go? Three places, magicmedia.com, M-A-J-I-K media.com. Two, I am very active on YouTube, posting one or two videos a week. Got lots of shorts on there, more about lifestyle design and training for pro golf and all that sort of stuff. Um, That's uh, Magic Media on YouTube. And then the third spot is I have a podcast. I've done hundreds of episodes. 
Uh, I take snippets from my coaching sessions that I do and turn those into episodes that are very practical, tangible advice for uh, entrepreneurs and creators. And that's called the Making Magic Podcast. You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, all the places that you listen to podcasts. Awesome. I will press one button that unfortunately has my, my image on there, but just use this to subscribe to both of our channels. Um, I'll link yours once this video uh, has stopped being live. And then, um, yeah, hopefully we'll see each other again somewhere in Canada. Or if you're coming over to Germany, let me know. You'd be the first one I contact. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, Bye. everybody. And I think that is. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Making Magic Podcast with your host, Bradley T. Morris from Magic Media. If you're inspired to leverage your life's work by crafting your transformational, educational, and inspirational media, thriving online community, profitable membership, or to turn your message into a movement, then head on over to magicmedia.com, that's M-A-J-I-K, media.com, and explore what our Creators Club or partnership opportunities have to offer you and your beautiful business.